guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parents Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. I want to climb to the top of that tree. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Welcome to episode 55, a Your Child Explained episode, where we always try to get into the heads of our young kids. Today's show digs a little more deeply into one aspect of Tuesday's show, which was episode 54. And that episode was a great conversation, a great interview with a New York Times bestselling author, Jessica Leahy, who wrote one of my favorite books of all time, The Gift of Failure. And it's actually very new. I think it came out this past summer, summer of 2015. And it really made a huge splash. I got to meet her. I I had the pleasure of meeting Jessica in December of 2015 when on the day that she, so it was at a book signing. It was at a, she she did this fantastic presentation and then she was signing books afterwards. And the books that she was signing were the, it was the third printing. I remember she said, and this was December. Her book came out over the summer. And she knew that because across the top, it says, the New York Times bestseller. And uh, I think, I mean, what a thrill as an author to to be able to see that on your book. And you could just, I mean, sh- she was thrilled about it. And uh, as as definitely she, she would and should be, and it's a, an incredibly deserving book of this kind of thing. So congratulations to Jessica Leahy. We had a great conversation when she was on the show, which was very soon after that, uh, when I got to meet her. And our conversation was all about as her book implies, failure and why failing can be a gift. And I'm going to leave it there for our conversation because I would love it. It's not a prerequisite, but I'd love it if you'd go back and take a listen. It was, it's one of those conversations that makes me feel like a better parent having, having just listened to it. And I even got to be a part of it, which was even better. So I'm, I'm so excited to bring that to you. It was out on Tuesday. It's episode 54. And now, what I want to do is a kind of, look, I love these Your Child Explained episodes because we really, we get to take, oftentimes I'll take one aspect of a conversation that I had with a great guest, and I will try and view that from the viewpoint, turn it around so that we're seeing from from how our kids see this aspect of the conversation. And today, I want to look at how our kids handle challenges. Everything from learning to walk to mastering something huge like creating an epic Lego scene or cooking pancakes on the stove or something that to them seems like a great big challenge. And I I guess I'm thinking of this and really there's two aspects of it that come up for me. One is, is it intrinsic or extrinsically motivated? And so an in, something that's intrinsically motivated is when it bubbles up from inside you, you want to learn how to walk, for example, when you are small, you might not say to yourself, hmm, I'm going to learn how to walk, but you're just always, you're always trying, right? You you can watch, we can watch our kids as they learn to walk. They, they stand up and they push off and they fall down and they pull themselves back up. And sometimes they'll just go down and up and down and up because that's fun. And sometimes they'll drop into a crawl or whatever, because that's fun too. And learning how to walk takes years and, or sometimes it can take only months. It took, it's, you know, it can take a year about anyway. And 
it's very, very intrinsically motivated, right? As opposed to when uh, we hand our five-year-old, I don't know, a toilet bowl cleaner and we say, okay, get to work, Sonny. (laughs) Is that going to be intrinsic or extrinsic, right? Although it was intrinsic, my Jason really wanted to be the kid who would wash windows and mirrors. So he, that was an intrinsic motivation for him to learn how to use the Windex and, and scrub with the paper towel and that kind of thing. Uh, Another intrinsically motivated thing that I wanted to talk about was Max and snowboarding. So in one of the very first episodes of the podcast that ever came out was episode two. It was called Foster True Grit. And I recorded it the day after I watched my then 14-year-old, now he's 15, just come up against a huge challenge for him, which was snowboarding. He'd He'd been learning for probably five or six weeks, maybe seven weeks, even at that point. And he'd had a lesson every week and he was definitely steadily improving. And there was this one, I think it happens to everybody when you're learning something new like that. He had moved up to the point where he could now take on intermediate terrain. So he's not at the beginner's hill anymore. And he's going down and he fell. And he fell into a kind of hole. I mean, for the for the full effect, you should probably listen to Foster True Grit. I was <laughs> I was in a I was in a, a spot of I was just so thrilled that that he had come through this, but I also felt so kind of angry on his behalf. I just remember this feeling of falling down and not and getting up and falling down again and getting up and falling down again. And that's what happened to him. He fell down like 15 times and finally he took one foot off the snowboard out of his binding and he sort of scooted himself to a different place on the on the hill and then he uh, put on his board and he got a little further and then he fell and finally he just took off his board and walked in and he was so just angry and upset with himself because he wanted to be able to do this and that's the kind of that's what I think of as true grit that is really intrinsic motivated all he wanted in the world was to be able to get on that damn snowboard and make it work for him. And it didn't work that run, but he went inside and he got a cup of hot cocoa and he hung out with his friends. And then when one of them said, Hey, we're going to go up Ralph's, which is exactly the run that he had just had all this trouble on. He said, great. And he got his board and he went outside and he, and he did it. And this year when he strapped on his board for the first time, he was like a different kid. Uh, and I actually think that that a lot of that is because he, he, we finished up at, at our mountain, our little mountain here. And then we went and spent two weeks out in Colorado with my parents where my dad was a ski instructor for many years. And it was actually my dad. It's really funny. Cause I really in foster true grit episode two, I totally throw my dad under the bus <laughs> because, because of the way that because when you're a parent, you're not thinking like a grandparent, I guess. And my dad was thinking like a parent. And he so he was really, I think, maybe more narrowly focused than than he is now. I think now as a grandparent, he sees the bigger picture. He sees that Max really wants to do this. And he he just wants to be out there enjoying the day and the snow with his grandson. And so it was really my dad who taught Max, who who gave him his mojo back in terms of snowboarding. And that happened in the two weeks that we spent while we got to visit them in Colorado. 
And so this year, Max straps on his board. And before I'm even out the door, I mean, he's got his board on. He and a friend are, are going up. And I meet them at the top. And Max sort of effortlessly stands up and just goes down so smoothly and beautifully on the beginner hill because he didn't want to overextend himself too far on the very first run of the year, which I was I was impressed with. I thought that took some thought, you know. And we get down to the bottom and he confidently, cheerfully unstraps his board so he can get on the lift. And I said to him, how does, uh, I said, how does Wachusett look today after, uh, something like that? I said, how does Wachusett look after, after being in Colorado? And he goes flat. (laughs) He looks up the hill and he goes really flat actually. And it just, just the mindset of taking on something big, like a mountain in Colorado, I think really, really, really helped him. But also this idea that he was intrinsically motivated to do this. It's a child-driven motivation and that makes it much, much easier to help them come through their challenges or take on challenges, I guess. And so the next part of this, so first is figuring out, is it intrinsically motivated or is it extrinsically motivated? Like if someone else is saying, oh, you really should play the piano, it's and you don't have the desire to play the piano, it's going to be much harder to motivate that child. So as much as possible, we got to try and find some hook, some little piece of whatever, whatever the child is doing and make that be intrinsic. Even if it's, even if it's something like mathematics or something, we can do it. We just have to find the hook. Right. And so Next up, after we've identified some part of this that's intrinsic, we want to take a look at how the challenge looks from their perspective. And if we can see that, how can we help really is is the question. Is it better to stand back and let them figure it out, let them fall down, let them pick themselves up, let them um, whisk the pancake batter in a way that means that pancake batter does spill out, but now they're learning how to keep the pancake batter in the bowl. Those are the kinds of things I'm thinking about. And I wanted to talk a little bit about Carol Dweck, who is a researcher. And Jessica Leahy and I did talk about Carol Dweck quite a bit because Jessica Leahy, I think, has even spoken with her and really, really helped me understand the growth versus fixed mindset. That is really hard to say. I'm going to try that again. Growth versus fixed mindset. Uh, When we looking at a growth versus fixed mindset from our child's perspective is really helpful because if we, it, it, it really comes down to like the day-to-day interactions we have with our kids. So if we say to our child, this is a perfect drawing. You have made a perfect drawing. We think we're setting up for success, but we are actually setting up for failure because the message we're giving is this is the pinnacle of your ability. Like you won't ever get any better than this drawing. And now the child is spending her time figuring out how to live up to that expectation. But if we say, you worked really hard on this drawing. That's setting them up for success. We're helping him emphasize the work rather than the product. And in their heads, they begin to think of the work as the most important part. And here I mean work in the sense of work slash play. I don't mean like nose to the grindstone, you're going to finish this worksheet kind of thing. I think that's a really important distinction. We are talking about intrinsically motivated stuff and 
So they already want to do it. But if we give them the mindset of, and I suppose I should say, if we give them the mindset of growth, emphasizing the work that they're putting into it rather than the product that is the result, they they start to enjoy the work. I mean, they're already, I shouldn't say that, they're already enjoying the work, but they are focusing on the work, not the product. So then, then when a challenge comes up, something that's maybe just a little bit too hard for them, they're interested in it and excited. And when the product is emphasized, when the product is emphasized, not the process, an emphasized product makes a, for a frightened child because a challenge is a chance for failure. And they really do look at it as like failure. It's not perfect. It's an opportunity to show how wrong everybody is about them when everyone is expecting a quote, perfect drawing or a quote, perfect souffle or something. We really, really, really want to emphasize the process rather than the product. And that is what it looks like from inside our child's mind. When we emphasize product, it's, it's frightening for them because they're worrying about how do I continue to maintain this perfect thing that everybody thinks I have. And when we emphasize the process, it's, it opens things up because they can, they can say, okay, I'll try this. I might fail at it, but at least I'll know if I can do it. At least I'll have the satisfaction of having attempted it. And we really want to get our kids thinking about attempting something new, trying something new, being creative. That's, that's how they're going to be happy in life. And that's how they're going to succeed in life. And that is our show for today. I just wanted to share a couple of last things. One of them is that I've got a launch date of April 1st for the book Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics, written for you by me, written for you if you struggle with getting your child to do what you want him to do instead of what he wants to do. Or if tantrums are a problem and who are they not a problem for, let's be honest. If you want to say, if you want to worry less and enjoy more in parenting your young child, then this book is for you. And I'm really excited because I wrote it. It's the first book I've ever written, so I'm 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 pretty excited. Especially because I think it's going to help you so much. It's actually based on I got the name Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics from the two most downloaded episodes of of We Turned Out Okay. That one was The Mindset of Positive Discipline and the other was called Positive Discipline Ninja Tactics. And I realized that they're downloaded so often because they are they're giving you, they're giving, they're reminding me and they're giving you the tools to get through every day and not just get through every day, but really know what to do or say when your child is having a fit, when they don't want to come to the dinner table and you really want them at the dinner table, when things are going wrong, when stuff is melting down and going sideways, you've got real concrete tools to use to help settle the situation down and to get everybody happy again, including yourself. So if you want all that, then I know you're going to want to get notified the moment the book goes live in Amazon. So to get your FAQs about the book answered, to get a free chapter about tantrums delivered right into your inbox, go to PositiveDiscipline.NinjaTactics.com. I'm linking to it in the show notes. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. It means a lot to me that you're here with me in your ears right now, more than I can say. And I want to give a special thanks to our producer, the man who loves an intrinsically motivated challenge, 18-time winner of the Husband of the Year Award, Benjamin Culp. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. 
Do you have a question about something your kid is doing that is driving you crazy? Well, don't let that continue. As Gordon from Sesame Street always says, asking questions is a good way of finding something out. Put my master's degree in early childhood education and years of experience working with young children to work for you. Go to weturnedoutok.com slash contact or email me at karen at weturnedoutok or ask your question on the Facebook fan page, which is the We Turned Out Okay podcast page or Instagram at We Turned Out Okay or on Twitter at Stone Age Techie or you can even snail mail it to me. Karen Lockholp, P.O. Box 61, Bellingham, Massachusetts, 02019. And you'll get your question answered here on a future Your Child Explained episode. We'll see you here for the next episode of We Turned Out Okay. Thanks so much for listening.